So Blake, I got a question for you. Yes. So we know how Jody was introduced to Skinny Puppy. Right. What is your experience with Skinny Puppy? Not a lot. The first time I heard of them ever was because like other Nine Inch Nails fans online, like on Echoing the Sound and stuff, were talking about how they liked Skinny Puppy and they were like, oh, uh, Trent's influenced by Skinny Puppy, uh, down in it's just a rip off of Dig It, etc. And we'll get into that. But just hearing about them in relation to NIN. Uh, but I didn't really get, like, I didn't go after their music, uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and I never actually got into it. Yeah. This is my first big dive into an album in, in earnest. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of, um, experience with them either. Um, so we were talking to a friend last night who, when we were discussing, bands and peripheral bands that we could have gotten into like this was always mm-hmm. something that maybe i could have gotten into yeah. but i was like i'm gonna listen to the cure instead like there's something like yeah. jody was pointing out about like the vocal stylizations mm. and the sound that is not accessible for me at least not immediately right and sometimes yeah. you just don't want to do the work even though it might be very rewarding it's and not, i just never yeah. really did it never grab me. I understand the importance, you know, and actually I do yeah. like a lot of the actual music, but there's something yeah. about the vocals that I, I can't really get past. The vocals are sometimes. not accessible by any means. Not at all. And but, I mean, there are plenty of bands like that. Like I can't listen to the hold steady. I can't stand <laughs> the whole, like, and I'd say the hold steady are maybe slightly more accessible. He doesn't do like a nightmarish voice, but I totally understand where people are turned off by the hold steady voice. Mm-hmm. And I get how the Nivik voice in Skinny Puppy turns people away, possibly because they're terrified. Um, <laughs> they're but, not just annoyed and clutching their ears well, like me when I'm listening to the Hold Steady. <laughs> yeah, the Hold Steady is more like, ow, my ears. Um, and Skinny Puppy, I, I think, is mixed very yeah. well. At yeah. least this album was. Um, so it doesn't like great on me, but it is kind of like, what is going on? Why is he yeah. talking like a, a, a goblin? Nightmare voice is what I call it. Yeah. And I, I, my thing with nightmare voice is it's very effective for me when used occasionally for emphasis. But if you're all nightmare voice all the time, yeah. How do d- I know it, where's the emphasis? I should say now I'm an ignoramus on Skinny Puppy. Don't come after me. Don't at me. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so this is going to be a novice tourist oh, definitely. approach to the album. Disclaimer. This is the this is the the premise of this podcast. The conceit here is that two SP novices are are taking a look at this for the first time. Okay, um, so uh, diehard fans, I know you're rabid. Um, be nice. Be nice. Oh, to oh us. by the way, I've I've listened to this before. Like we recorded this. Like I, I've oh, I've well, listened yeah. to Skinny Puppy before, but it was just like oh. at a peripheral cursory level. Like okay. it was nothing deep. Because I never could get into it, if that makes yeah. sense. Is that one reason, though, that you think it never grabbed you? It was just never accessible. Yeah, I've always been like a pophead person who likes the accessible stuff. And I, as noisy and weird as Nine Inch Nails can be, they're an accessible band. And Trent Reznor obviously has pop sensibilities. And he, th- this is one kind of thesis I'll get out here. 
this, at least this album, we're just talking about this album, mm-hmm. Mind, because I don't know what the other, I've heard some songs, I don't know in general what the other albums sound like, if he changes up vocally, um, maybe not a whole lot. <laughs> um, looking at this album, I would not call it song-oriented music, and I'm, that's not, I don't mean that as a value judgment, whereas I'd call Nine Inch Nails usually song-oriented music. Um, this uh, mind here, while often being really cool and interesting music, I would be shocked if their goal was to produce songs. You know, and by song, I mean the like literal meaning of the word song derived from the same word as sing so something that you sing you obviously don't sing these songs you jam along to them you vibe to them because it's creating an atmosphere Mm -hmm. and a vibe and they're getting really cool sounds out of electronics um and they're doing experiments industrial experiments i would argue that that's what it's about and it's not about songs so in in my like internal stupid little uh, categorization system i'd call it non-song oriented i've generally been a song oriented person so you know i like the pop bullshit whatever um look verse chorus verse chorus yeah. that's it for blake it does obviously i like experimental too and i like stuff that gets i like stuff all over the place but i really like accessible stuff too and the thing i've always loved about trent Reznor is he knows how to do that while still He'll be like, oh, I like the the noisy experimental stuff that Skinny Puppy does. What if what if it was like uh, in a in a good in a uh, accessible song format? You know, mm-hmm. does any of that stuff? Do you agree with any of the stuff no, I said? I, My I, insane I... fucking rantings of a pedantic, <laughs> uh, uh, hyper obsessive lunatic. No, I I understand what you're saying. Okay, totally. Because I feel like people would feel like I'm insulting it saying it's not I mean, song oriented but i they're experimental industrial like yeah. it's not i i see experimental music as separate from song oriented music and a lot of their stuff is is instrumental ish so i wouldn't even file it under songs in my brain i'd file it under uh musical compositions anyway that's just all my dumb head entry trying to get it out of the way up front um, but yeah, so that's in, <laughs> that's why I didn't get into it as much. Cause it wasn't song oriented is a little harder. The songs way longer. So harder to get into than the three and four minute to be fair. Nine Inch Nails does a lot of long stuff, but shorter than skinny puppy easier to download on Napster. That's how I was getting into all this stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's such unpleasant listening, especially for someone who has like no kind of uh, knowledge of maybe industrial music in general. Yeah. So it's so unpleasant that, and I'm not going to say, but number one, there are moments of beauty yeah. sometimes there's in the one, songs. There's a warm place song on here when we'll, we'll explain that. But uh, so I'm not going to say that it's all ugly and horrible the whole time but they were their music was used to oh, torture yeah. prisoner prisoners yeah in Guantanamo Bay like they were one of the right. artists along with 9 inch nails by the way i didn't know it was 9 inch nails we probably maybe we already talked about it i don't 
But we haven't because it'll come up with the fragile. Okay. What, did they use the fragile? Yeah, I think they... it was like somewhat damaged or something. Mm, okay. Uh, they use La Mer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the when US they found government. out, they sent the U.S. government an invoice oh, okay. because of the royalties that they felt the U.S. government owed them right. for using their music. And they demanded payment uh, for $666,000. Um, yeah, and should have been a million, but okay. I get <laughs> well, the six, six, six part. The main reason was just to make a statement, right? Kevin said, we sent them an invoice for our musical services, considering they had gone ahead and used our music without our knowledge and use it as an actual weapon against somebody. I am not only against the fact they're using our music to inflict damage on somebody else, but they are doing it without anybody's permission. We thought this would end up happening in a weird way because we make unsettling music. We can see it being used in a weird way, but it doesn't sit right with us. That also goes to saying uh, that they are quite aware when we say some of the music is unpleasant, they're damn well aware. Yes. They, this is intentional. They know what they're doing. I and mean, the they're... band is partially inspired by a lot of horror aesthetic, you know. But I was thinking maybe it's like a hoity-toity way of saying mind fuck. That's what I, Blake. Is that what you thought? That's what I thought. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mind fuck. Maybe they wanted to say mind fuck and the Canadian government was like, You call no, it mind fuck? You hosers, you can't put any uh, profanity in this. Jeez, uh... that's a terrible accent. I'm so sorry to the Canadians. Blake, that is awful. And you should apologize I'm to the sorry. whole country right now. I'm now saluting the Canadian flag and... <laughs> And we're going to watch Kids in the Hall later tonight. I'm saluting a Mountie right now. 